October 3rd, 2022 years after Jesus RIP'd. I'm your host, George Martin Carmona, and I'm here to cover what just happened this weekend in the NFL in college football. And I, I, I had to find somebody of a caliber that was, you know, respectable for all the followers watching. I have hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube hey. thanks to you guys. And so I went out and I said, hey, let me get one of the best people I know to cover NFL week four with me. Dante, what's up? What's going on, y'all? I appreciate the love, man. I appreciate you reaching out to me, bringing me here. This is pretty dope. I'm excited, man. I'm super excited, too, because it doesn't happen too often that, like, the people that you played sports with actually, like, you went into sports journalism. Correct. And you're a photographer for a WNBA championship winning team. Absolutely. Congratulations to you. Appreciate it, man. That journey was different, man. So I'm I'm taking that with with joy because um, I spent about, like, since they got here, you know, I was dedicated to it and not even just putting in work, man. So right. it paid off. No doubt. No doubt, man. And now if you had the opportunity to cover the Raiders this year, would you have? I would love to. I would love to. I'm still waiting. I think they need you, Dante. We, uh, as as we're recording this, I had to announce this because the last time we did a, a, a NFL weekend recap, I do have the game going on currently in the background. We're watching the Chiefs and the Buccaneers play, and it is 38-23 to 23 with about 44 seconds left in the third. The Buccaneers just scored a touchdown, which is huge. But I think this is like a perfect segue since this game's going on currently. This is a rematch of a Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. Patrick Mahomes is going off. Um, have you gotten a chance to to catch the Chiefs this year and some of their games? Because it's definitely not the same Chiefs team without Tyree Kill. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with you on that one. It's definitely not the same Chiefs team. Um I've caught a couple of their games. I feel like there are opportunities to where Patrick Mahomes does show his flashes, mm -hmm. but it's not as much as he would have when he had Hill. Right. So um, I feel like the field is now – the field used to be spread it out. Defense used to be used to Right. Be in the holes were a lot more open. Open. Yeah, so now he's like, okay, I got to go inside to Kelsey now and then work outside. And that's how it's been looking. That's how it's been working for the Chiefs. I uh, I didn't really understand the Juju Smith-Schuster trade, if I'm being honest. Like, I think Juju's a better receiver than just being a part of Kansas City's, like, machine. Because, like, I don't think he is a Tyree kill. But I also think he's good enough to, like, be the number one receiver somewhere. But how can anybody be the number one receiver when you have Travis Kelsey that's for sure going to get targeted way more than anybody. So I, I'm, I'm actually lost on him on, I'm guessing that was probably their replacement for Hill. Right. Um, I don't see, agree again. I don't see Juju as a number one whatsoever, probably number one TikTok dancer, but, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just, I don't see the logical sense because he's not even, if you look at his stats, his stats aren't even good with the chiefs. He'll mm -hmm. make a play here and there, um, but 
it's kind of like he just was like, okay, let me get to the Chiefs because uh, this might be my best option for a championship. Right. And and that's a very realistic, like, outlook. It's just because, like, Patrick Mahomes, after watching what he's done to the Buccaneers defense, and I think the Buccaneers defense is top-notch in the league. Like, I think they're pretty fast, um, and they they just have run into some pretty tough teams. Like, I think Green Bay was a, like, anytime you play Aaron Rodgers, that's a tough game. They played the Saints. I think the Saints' defense, if anything, is good about the Saints, it's their defense. So... They've been able to, like, maintain and hold off, but Patrick Mahomes is fucking blowing the lid off them tonight. Um, so let's transition to the Buccaneers. What do you think the Buccaneers are going to do this year? You, Tom Brady's last year. How do you feel about Antonio Brown posting that he fucking... The hug with Giselle. <laughs> that happened literally 45 <laughs> minutes before the show. Honestly, I feel Antonio is just... He, in a way, he's just petty. I he, think I think AB somehow, some way, just wants to be involved in anything, right? You know, so I kind of think it was to throw to throw Brady off, you know, in in a way. And it, I mean, if this score is any indication, it it kind of does. I heard Tom Brady and his wife don't live in the same house anymore. Um. It's, it's a mar- it's a marriage thing, you know. It's it's marriage. You she wanted him to be home, you know. She wanted him to be done with football, and he didn't. You know, when you see two different things, it gets a little shaky in the home. Right, right. And I, I it's it's gotten to a point now with Tom Brady too, where what if this season is just really bad? Like people will look at it at like very negatively. Like he should not have done this if he finishes. Let's say the Buccaneers finish below 500. They don't make the playoffs. Like, See, I was going to go there. Um, I was actually going to say I, I don't see the Buccaneers making the playoffs. Mm. Yes, this is Tom Brady's last year. I do think that he shouldn't have, but I don't think it will be a negative impact. What I think it will turn out to be is, oh, Brady's old. Mm. I mean, yeah, he's old, but... You know, I think that would be like the that would only be the, the cop out. Yeah, the only cop right. out that he'll have as far as him, the, as far as the style he's been playing. You right. Know? Right. So, I mean, and it's it's Brady. I think to tie it back into you thinking that the Bucks aren't going to make it to the playoffs. I do think the Saints with Andy Dalton. They he started at quarterback today. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. <laughs> fucking last time he played was with the Bengals. Um, Oh, what? No, no, no. Last time he played was with the Cowboys. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I forgot he's just been a little bit of a journeyman. But I think he's the perfect backup to Jameis because Jameis is too, like, mechanical at times. Like, I think he I think he overthinks playing quarterback. Like, where Patrick Mahomes, like, has, like, that flow of, like, I know what this would look like looking really cool. Like, Jameis watched a fundamental video, and it's just stuck on, like, three-step drop back. <laughs> fucking, you know. To ear, we're gonna just do everything robotically and not make any big plays. Hey man, Jameis is just my IB. I like Jameis is goofy. Okay, that's that's number one. Number he's two, he's super goofy. Um, Andy Dalton hasn't really been bad. Mm-mm. Now people are gonna say, "Oh, you're wrong." Da da da. I mean, he's been injured, right? A lot throughout his career. He was on a lot of shitty Bengal teams. A lot of them, mm-hmm. right? 
No um, offensive line. None at all. In fact, they just got one and still can't still can't block a fly. But that's neither here nor there. Um, for Andy, I think honestly speaking, he should be the starter. As far as Jameis Winston starting for the Saints, there's no, there's no, there's nothing there offensively. You get what I'm saying? I do. I've seen it. I fucking watched them week one against <laughs> the Falcons. Like I was in Mercedes Benz Superdome, just being like, "This isn't entertaining." Like no, no. there, there's no like. I have a lot of faith in this guy, even though he did lead him to a win. There is still like a bit of, I'm not sure. I'm not sold. And I think Andy Dalton did a great job today. They put him in position. I woke up at fucking 830 this morning because it was a London game, right? So we wake, I'm waking up and I'm like, oh my God, we're kicking a field goal to fucking tie the game. Like I woke up, literally the field goal was happening. And then I see the ball go up, doink, doink. (laughs) <laughs> and it fucking missed. And that kind of was the worst way to start my Sunday. I mean, I, I don't think so, though, because if, if you think about it, you would against a Vikings team who offensively is probably outstanding. OK, when they're on, they're on. When they're off, they're off. You know, when they're off. Right. Okay. It was 61 yards. It was a long fucking kick. It's it's 61 yards. Now. Your kicker isn't Justin Tucker, but he's pretty close, man. Pretty, Will Lutz pretty, has done it for a while. Like, yeah, he's he's pretty close to it. Uh, it kind of sucks, man, because it was a double doink. It wasn't like it was like a one doink and then it went in. It was a double no. doink and then it went off. There are smaller field goal posts in London. I'm 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 starting the fucking conspiracy theory. The field goal posts are literally six to twelve inches smaller in width, <laughs> and that's cost us a fucking win. Oh, that's man. bullshit. I'll start like like I want to measure it. You, if I, I if this is like the people that say we didn't go to the moon, like <laughs> fuck, I haven't been to the fucking moon, so we haven't been to the moon. I haven't measured those field goal posts, so those fucking field goal posts are smaller <laughs> than they are in the states. I'm sticking to it. My man said they 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 shrink it. They put it in know. the dryer. They probably, they, hey, to be honest <laughs> with you, I don't know because I feel like the London field is smaller. In a sense, if you look at it, it looks a little bit smaller. Everything, yeah. Because that maybe they they go in like meters, right? Because they're not like <laughs> they're 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 not doing inches. Like they sent we sent the instructions in English and and like inches and shit. And they were like, oh, we'll we'll fucking just kind of we'll, we'll, we'll do round it our it. way. We'll, we'll it round it way. down because we fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of London. I was just saying, but if he if he makes that kick. Would that be the kick of the year? Yeah, because being that the field goal posts are smaller, like think about how much difficult that kick is. <laughs> he would have made it from 61 in smaller field goal posts. Like, what a double doink. That's if crazy. that ball just, oh, it was right there. Double doinks kill me, bro. Double doinks. They doink. kill me. Man, this is what, here's the last thing I'm going to say. Shouldn't somebody always be running down, like, you should have like a, a person designated to sprint. Just oh, in case there's a, a big enough bounce, you can catch it and score a touchdown. You get what I'm saying? I don't. Would that be illegal though? I don't know. It'd be pretty fucking cool. That that would be. I don't think cool. they would. I don't it's, think it's illegal. It's kind of like a field goal block return. 
If a ball hits off a field goal post and it bounces and you catch it in the end zone, is that a touchdown? Like if a quarterback misses a receiver. I would say count it as three points instead of an actual full touchdown. I would say count it as 10 points because that's fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard, but it's like. I guess if you are doing it, if it's helping you, I guess. Yeah. That wouldn't like, be a bad idea, right? but do you know how many people would actually try that? It's just a new way of thinking about the kicking game. Well, I guess it would have to be a touchdown because if you take a field goal block, if you do a field goal block return uh-huh. and somebody misses it, they're taking it to the house. That's that's seven. That's seven. Or six. And or it make six the fucking and, extra point. And an extra point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, we'll come back to this. I think they need to... I think that, and I think they need to start. We need to start playing football a little more like rugby. Like I don't think a lot more laterals. I don't. I don't think everybody's ready for that though. I think like at least one lateral to play. Like have a lateral guy. So at least you're just doing it once. You know, like a coach can tell you, like, hey, if it's there, be ready for it. Yeah. I bet these guys would just be good at it without even like practicing it. I bet they'd be pretty fucking good. I'm only going to say there's probably going to be two teams that are going to be actually good at it. And that's going to be the Chiefs because they kind of do it now. Right. Um, And the second one is probably going to be... Mm, I'll take that back. It's probably a few good teams with the laterals. The Dolphins? Dolphins. Uh, Giants. You need lateral to Saquon. Uh, the Panthers. Lateral to Christian McCaffrey. Ah, okay. Um, it's just a few teams. You have like a trailer person. That's the way I envision yeah. it. It's like you have somebody following behind whoever has the ball, just ready for the fucking toss. See, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to stick with Chiefs and Dolphins because uh, all that speed. I want to now touch on, uh, I cannot believe how bad the Broncos are. I will actually, fuck that. Let me go in chronological order. We talked about the morning game with the Saints. Next game was the Bills versus the Ravens. And you're wearing your Ravens hat right now. You know it. I got to. I I still think you guys are the best team and one of the best teams in the league. Top three for sure. Yeah, I still think we uh, we are. Um, I still think we got some things to cover. But when we adjust, we adjust. We do got a lot of rookies out there offensively and defensively. Um, that game actually kind of hurt um, if you're a Ravens fan. Um because you're going for your team, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as a former football player, you're like, you go for it. Right. You know, and I kind of got a controversial call. Yeah, I, I got to I gotta hide that side because like, like it was mentioned earlier, like we've been in that same position multiple times. And I kind of think having aggressive coaches actually makes the team better. Because I think right after that, we didn't lose a game for right. our, I don't know how long and we were shutting teams out. So it's it's definitely because here's the thing. If you are a spotty aggressive coach, your team doesn't know how to feel. Like every time I watch the Ravens, the vibe and the feel that I get is like this team wants to put up a fuck ton of points. Not only are they going to put up a fuck ton of points, but this team is like on attack mode. Yeah. Fourth and 4 is green. Like yeah. we're going. Yeah. Even fourth and five. And I'm like, I like it. I like the aggressive play calls. I think you guys are a fucking 
a solid receiver away from being like scary, scary. And that's where I'm like, all we need is one, one receiver. Just one. Just one. God damn it. Get this, Just one. Get this team a receiver. Rashad Bateman can't do it all. He can't. Oh, man. Mark Andrews is slow. But he gets open. He's open all the time. I, so I, many fantasy points. I just want it. I wanted Odell. And as a matter oh. of fact, with all the injuries we've had at running back, I've just even I've even said, forget it. We're gonna have all these injured running backs. At least trade for Christian McCaffrey. At least we know the running game will still be great. And we can play, we can play the play, the play action pass with our three tight ends. I am struggling to remember who's the running back for the for the Ravens right now. Because it was Mark Ingram. He's he was not there. But then he went back to the Saints. Correct. Ray Rice killed somebody. Not really. Almost. <laughs> that was that was bad time for you guys. Uh who is running the rock for you guys right now? Um, right now we just got JK Dobbins back. Um uh, this yes, is his yes, second yes. week being back. And my goodness, it looks good. It yeah. looks great. Um He got injured at the end of last year, huh? Or was that the big or was it like middle? Okay. It, actually, I believe it was I think it was at the beginning. Mm. Um, I think we lost Gus, Marcus Peters, and J.K. Hey. Dobbins to all ACLs right before the season started. Here's another thing. This is not the controversial call. This is before the controversial call I hit you with. Because Marcus, when you said Marcus Peters, I instantly had the little flashback today of Marcus Peters like fucking throwing a hissy. He went, what the fuck are you doing? He like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like he was, he was super upset, but I think it was because people on the field thought you guys were going to let the bill score. You guys should have let the bill score. I, I was thinking the exact same thing, but I think there were some people on the Ravens defense that like wanted to still play tough because like, technically speaking with the timeouts and stuff you guys had, if you guys would have played like hard nosed defense, it wouldn't have been like, they couldn't have got the first down. Like, yeah. See, so Marcus Peters was heated. See, a lot of people want to say Marcus Peters is this, that, and the third. I actually love that from a football player. Okay. Okay. And here's why. One is because we didn't kick the extra point. We went for it. Right? So say we kick the extra point, we kick it off to them. Now they have to scramble and actually score. They have to go down and score a touchdown. You make our defense a play, right? Right. But that doesn't happen. Get the interception, et cetera, et cetera. Now they're going down the field. Here's the thing. There was a minute and 50-some seconds left when they gave that ball to Stingley to run eight yards into the end zone. And as a matter of fact, if you watch the Bills, they're like, okay, they're going to let us score so that they can get so the they, ball back. They, they, were, they were smart. They were smart they with purposely it. purposely... Was like, okay, we're going to hand the ball off. Half of our defense was okay. Owe, I respect it. You're a young guy. You really That's don't, a D tackle. You know, huh? you, uh, edge rusher. Yeah, yeah. So you're really not, you know, you really just want to play. You want to make a play. Right. But that wasn't the right play. Mind you, we don't have timeouts. Nope. So why, the- why even go for a strip? Let them score. Now we got to go down and score which we can do, and then push it for overtime. And I think you guys would have went down the field. Fat. Like, the thing that's the best part of your team is you guys have the MVP of the league on your team. 
I've yes. said it over. Like, he's done it once. He's on pace to do it again. He fucking wills you guys to be in position. That man is Lamarvelous. If if we had a generational of quarterbacks, you know how you know your parents be like, ah, nah, Joe Montana is the greatest one because that's who I watch. Or Mike Vick, you know? Mm-hmm. I believe for our generation, it is Lamar. Yes. Lamar is our parents, Michael Vick. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep, look, I even got a little Michael right here right now, dude. Hey, I kind of like, he was my favorite player growing up. I think Lamar is, like, to say he's better than Michael Vick, like, is an understatement. He is so much better than Michael Vick. I think, I think he just has never had a fucking offense around him. That, that's it's it. crazy. That's it. Now, if you you put you put Lamar Jackson on that Philly team, they're going to the Super Bowl. They might actually win back to back Super Bowls. Right. You put Lamar Jackson on that Falcons team, they probably do the exact same thing for the Falcons team. But that Philly team, they definitely go down and win the Super Bowl with Deshaun Jackson. Oh my God! Like that team in general was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It kind of was like uh, Hollywood before we traded him was kind of like our Deshaun Jackson. And I kind of yeah. think that's what sucks. He dropped the ball too much. I was just going to say that. But he dropped the ball a lot. Too much. And I feel this is where we need that receiver. And this is where I, Lamar said it today. When we hit that run, you'll know when we hit our run. Right. He was like, we've been down this road before. Plenty of times. And he said the year, 2019, we were down there. We were two and two. And then we won we won the rest of the game straight into the playoffs. I know without a doubt you guys are on track to do what I expect. I think you guys are a Super Bowl team. It's going to be Eagles versus the Ravens this year in the Super Bowl. If I'm wrong, you guys have my at name. Say it. At Duna. For real, the number four, okay, and then real. Um, and you can just let me know. I, I think I think that's the Super Bowl. It's pretty valid. Here's here's what I have about the Eagles, and this is the only thing I'll say about them. They've played not that good of teams. They have the easiest schedule in the league. With that being said, like Jacksonville is a good team. I think Jacksonville like gave them the fight that they we're expecting but i think uh here's the thing it was a very wet field today i think if you have like agile type players which the eagles are fucking filled with them it doesn't really take a lot of magic to like get loose from those guys so i think the eagles have played shit teams and i think the eagles are like are a fucking loss away from going like four losses in a row (laughs) <laughs> and it's like it would happen like with that like it would be close games but i think that's just a part of the cycle for the eagles four and oh the yeah. fucking eagles haven't done that in ages the yeah the, no, this is the eagles that we're talking about like no ill bro they they're they're D- trash literally me, they're trash and their schedule is trash i mean they're going neck and neck with the lions but then I can't say that because last year we went neck and neck with the Lions and Justin Tucker hit the field goal. Lions are an anomaly team. We can't really because so, the Lions play hard every week. We can't pick on them. Um, but you haven't really played anybody. The only thing that scares me is the good teams 
on in the NFC, are they going to be healthy mm-hmm. when it comes time to play in Philly? Because mm-hmm. Philly can get past any team that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Just with the speed. Just they, with the they speed. Got a, they got a lot of fucking speed. And they're... They're a smart offense this year as far as like their balance between run and pass, their RPOs. Really do like it. I like that what they have to present. Now, I do think the NFL is definitely like a and now that we have a month's worth of what the fuck you do, like <laughs> now that gets a little dangerous. Like these upcoming weeks, this is when the underdogs, this is when like the fucking Houston Texans We'll play the Eagles and then beat the Eagles by like two touchdowns, and you're just like, oh, "What yeah. the fuck just happened?" The underdog stories—they're coming. They, I think it's this upcoming week, without a doubt, because it's like coming. there's enough film now to gonna, know what a team is. I'm gonna give it week. I'm gonna say give it two weeks. We'll first see the first underdog, big underdog upset, big underdog upset, and it'll probably people will think like the Raiders beating people are an underdog upset. I think the Raiders are. A lot better than the record states. Shout out to them getting the win today in an ugly fashion. I the don't. Broncos are fucking horrible. Uh, I don't. I and you don't, don't like know. the Raiders either. I don't. You thought it was a toilet bowl today. Yes. Yes. I thought it was just two teams that just are terrible. Mm. Terrible. Like, if you had to put, if you have to like list the teams and put them in the bottom, I'm not going to say the Texans are at the bottom. I'll give you that. Yep. I'm definitely going to say it's the Broncos and Raiders. It might be tied neck and neck. I thought the AFC West was going to be a lot better than what a it was. A lot better. And actually, in January, I actually said I felt the Raiders would still win the division, right? I changed my mind after they got the coach Daniels. McDaniels? McDaniels. I changed my mind right after that. You just, I mean, he doesn't really, in my opinion, he's not a head coach. He's not a head coach, and I'm going to sit. I'm going to stand on what I said in January. He's not a head coach. If you wanted a head coach, you should have went and got him when he was at Michigan. You should have went and brought Jim Harbaugh back into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're saying, oh well, he's not good at college. He might not be good in the NFL. Dog, he went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers with Colin Kaepernick. Right. That team was stacked. We should have done whatever we needed to do to get him here. You should have. You know, but, so they then, they settle for Mike McDaniel's, who like he's kind of just been a coattail guy. Like, yeah, he's life's easy when you have Tom Brady and fucking Bill Belichick to bail you out. Oh, and the, and the defense to save you, right? Plenty of times, right? So, I my comment was, you know, just pretty much I don't believe in the Raiders anymore. Like, I don't. You, you went and got an offensive coordinator and moved him as our head coach. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some years to actually be good. Denver, you're just trash. Russell Wilson, you're getting old. I don't know if it's the age. I don't know if no, it's, it's Sierra. It could be Sierra. You know? Yeah. It could be Sierra. I mean, it would be Sierra for me. That, that'd be my weakness, dog. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, Life is pretty sweet for him. Like, he, he definitely... He doesn't have to play football. He <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to play football. And with the offense that they run, it's like he doesn't play football. It's like they are they're trying to be like the pounded down your throat offense, but then it like here's the thing. Russell Wilson was always in the gun in Seattle. And what I've noticed a lot of is like he is fucking out of the I formation or like single back 
and it puts him in bad spots because although he is like an off the run type quarterback, when you don't get people open, like people underestimate, like how do good quarterbacks and good receivers like have connections? Those receivers are busting ass downfield. Jerry Judy, nowhere to be found. The other fucking quarterback for uh, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos. I mean, he's their best kind of bailout guy, but in past years, like I feel like I've always been able to rely on one sort of Broncos receiver, and I'm not seeing that this year. And it's like, I thought it would be very evident. I thought Russell Wilson was going to do what he normally does with Seattle, like have like an MVP type first half of the season and then fall off. It might be the reverse this year. I, you got these, these, uh, the teams that Russ has had have always been good though. Mm -hmm. Always been good. Um, probably besides this last, the last few years, but, um, that's cause they've had no old line to protect him, but it's kind of like he went to the same situation with Denver. Denver has no O line. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care how you look at it. They have no O line. They're not going to be able to protect him. One, two, your run game. Okay, Denver's run game is it's it's horrendous, um, but it's saved because of uh, Williams. Right. Okay. Williams because saves Melvin the, Gordon is fumbling the ball. Four fumbles this season. I don't they? know how you've fumbled that many times. Mm -mm. Right. And you're in the red zone. You fumbled them all in the red zone. Not a good look for Melvin. He's having a really shitty. This is the he. That's the type of shit that a running back does. And then the next year, he's bagging groceries. First of all, he should have been bagging groceries last year and the year before that. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. He fumbled all last season, all the season before that. So he should have been done. Um, but somehow Denver loves him and keeps continues to bring him back. Um, for the Raiders. I don't know if I can be disappointed as a fan for the city or disappointed that my prediction is actually becoming more true, mm. that the Raiders are going to be more terrible. Um, I feel they're, they're over, how can I say it? They're overfeeding Adams instead of actually playing. Right. Today was like probably the first time I've seen the Raiders actually just play. Start looking at other receivers. Other receivers. Hand the ball off to Jacobs. That has been the Raiders' MO for the previous seasons. I don't know what changes. Is it because of Adams? Because, I mean, Adams right. is getting locked down by second-year cornerbacks, by the way. Um, Patrick Sertain is... It's amazing. Uh, wow. After, I after today, I, I'm amazed because... Adams could only get open off of comeback routes and um, they're kind of like button routes, mm -hmm. like a yeah, like yeah, you some, know the button some, routes, uh, yeah, like some two, quick, two, three, but you know, like when the quick. dude's playing like a deep third zone and it's like we're letting that up anyways. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you make a tight play on it, you make a tight play. But it, I do understand like when you are, you know, the fucking main guy, you know, it gets to be obvious and it, it's. It's something in which if it isn't there, force it. Like Derek Carr is a, he's not that great of a quarterback, and he'll want to force that and and enact something that doesn't need to happen. Whereas like you see it with Tom Brady, you fucking definitely see it with uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's like everybody spread the sugar. Like spread ev it out. Everybody's, everybody's getting a little bit of fucking it. love. So I'm going to actually. Uh, <laughs> Carr reminds me of a quarterback that I a few years ago. 
they they gave me they tore me up a, a new one where I said I felt like Kirk Cousins shouldn't be in the top fifty of, <laughs> of the top one hundred. <laughs> so uh, they no, tore me a new one a few years ago. Um, but I my comparison to that is I feel Derek Carr reminds me of Kirk Cousins. Mm. Okay, here's why. When Derek Carr is on. He is on. He's he's throwing it deep. He's throwing it short. You ain't even gonna see not one ounce of the run game, right? Mm-hmm. Same with Kirk Cousins. I'm going to give it to Jefferson. Adam Thielen, you may get two touches, but Jefferson's getting his ball. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that's where it comes to the similarities for Derek Carr now because he has Adams. Derek Carr has been forcing Adams to be that that guy mm-hmm. that Jefferson is in Minnesota. Um, as far as decision making, they're the same. Um, but yeah, when they're off, they're completely right. off. You're like, you want to know those? You're terrible. They're they're, uh, they're just two wholesome, good white quarterbacks that you know are not going to make any sort of noise, bad noise in the public eye. They're just <laughs> they look good on posters. You they know just what look I mean? good, and then their, their fans go crazy on you if you ever disrespect them, right? Uh, like because yeah. oh, no, they're about the city, they're about the look at them. <laughs> they're they're about fr- That's uh, what it means Kirk, to be a raider, right? Kirk Cousins is going to lead us to a Super Bowl. Oh, mm-hmm. Derek Carr love- doesn't wear eyeliner; his eyelashes are just that dark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta love these fans, but those are the. Those, to me, are the two comparisons I can give. I don't feel like Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Neither Mm-mm. do I feel the same for Derek Carr. Um, two teams Mm-mm. that are totally built differently. Um, Vikings have a good team, but I'm disappointed in what the Raiders did this offseason. You know you need the players for your defense and your offensive line. Mm-hmm. Why get rid of everybody that you had drafted or that you even had in general. Like, I, fucking, I understand the two. Yeah. They make mistakes. Life happens. They got to live with those decisions. But don't get rid of the people you actually need on your defense. Mm-hmm. So you trade them for picks. Now it's kind of like, to me, that sent a message to me. They're not playing to win games. They're playing to just to be in games. There's a huge difference. Huge difference. They don't care if they win or lose. They just want to be in the game. Very similar to the Lions. Very. And I I agree with the line. I, I agree with the Lions did because that team's actually looking good this year. Right. Last year, they just wanted to well, play. Well, that's just all about the coach. Games. Like sometimes it really is about like the way your coach comes off. Mike McDaniels is not a Raiders coach. Rich Basakia, Basakia, the fucking intern last year, that's a Raiders coach. Like, there's, like, an edginess or, like, you know, somebody who's rugged. Mike McDaniels just looks like he fucking, honestly, just, he looked like a kid that got bullied. <laughs> like, he got bullied a lot in school. That's what he looks like. <laughs> ah, uh, honestly. People make fun of him? I, I would think so. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe because he's been in England for so long and he's always had Tom Brady. Right. You know, maybe he doesn't have that edge. I mean, maybe Belichick didn't give him the edge he needed. Yeah. Because, like, maybe that's what happens with, like, Belichick-type coaches. Like, he was there so long that he's like, this has to be, like, the recipe. Like, I just have to be stoic and creepy. But it's like, that works for Bill Belichick because... That's Bill. 
right? But like, who are you? <laughs> that's like that's the thing that everybody has to figure out. Mike McDaniel's. Who are you? Who are you, bro? Like, who are you as a coach? What are you going to like? Show? What do you do for fun, bro? Like, like, yeah, like we we need to see some some aggressiveness. I want to see him like lifting. Like, I want to see Mike McDaniel start like like power cleaning, like start coming out with some videos, of like hyping up the team. He just doesn't seem like, like what the Raiders want and need. Like the black hole, Allegiant Stadium, those fucking fans. They, they need toughness. I feel like he'll be like, oh, that's a good set. Not the, the God dog it, that's like, a great set. That's what we need. Like, you know. I need a coach that's going to run out into the middle of the field and like get in some, get in a motherfucker's face. Yeah. Headbutt me. Which, what am I helmet on? <laughs> Dude. Go ahead and grab my face mask. Headbutt me. You know, like. Feel ah. fucking reckless. Like, don't be nice. I don't be like, all right, guys, we got a game today. Um, just go out there, make some tackles, um, <laughs> catch the ball, go ahead and score a touchdown every now and then. Um, and yeah. let's, let's just play to play and see where the chips fall. Like, no, I don't, I don't need that. No. Like, the prime example, the the Jets head coach. As a matter of fact, he was the 49ers defensive defensive uh, uh, coordinator. Yeah, defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach. Now that's a coach that I can play for because they're aggressive. You see what the Jets have been doing? They've tough. Been, they they're tough. They're tough to beat. Mm-hmm. You know they're a tough because that team. defense is good. Like I mean, obviously defense translated because of Robert Salabi and that defense coordinator. But like, yeah, no, it's. There's like, dude, it's crazy that there's the two different personality types, like defensive-minded head coaches, offensive-minded head coaches, like Cliff Kingsbury, like Mr. fucking Posh, Sean McVay, like another like Mr. Perfect. Even though Sean McVay, out of all the offensive coaches, gets me fired up. Like Sean McVay fires me. Let's go, gentlemen. Let's go. Let's go. That's it. He's it's, it's, it's like it's like a tempo action. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I feel like I'm watching a movie when I'm watching it. Like he's like an actor. <laughs> he's so small too. Like, how do these players respect these tiny ass coaches? I guess it's just uh, I don't know. I guess because you get like, paid to. Yeah, you get paid, <laughs> you get paid to. to shut the fuck up and listen to that motherfucker. Yeah, it's like you get paid to. But then I also <laughs> think it's like uh, it's like one of those things where um, their position. You know, it's like, all right, this is the head coach. Let's see what he let's see what he got. Right. And I think as long as the head coach, you know, puts their foot down on what they want to do, then they go and go for it. Mm -hmm. Like, prime example, the Ravens today, uh, John Harbaugh wanted to be aggressive. Mark Andrews, I'm a dog. This is his quote, I'm a dog. I would want to go for it too. So I'm glad he went for it. So it's like you yeah, their That's coaches the are a little short, small guys, but and but good teams have that, right? Yeah, good. That's where it starts. It starts with aggressive coaches. I mean, you should uh, know that. Let's transition. <laughs> let's finish here with. I I I appreciate that. I do know what aggressive coaching looks like because I was an aggressive fucking coach for a little bit. Uh, but anyways, college football, the UNLV Rebels. You used to report on these motherfuckers, and where they have, I I was I was there. I saw it firsthand. They weren't that good. Get a new facility. Marcus Arroyo with the fucking Jordan shirt. Look at me. The fucking slot machine. Ka-ching! It never loses that slot machine. The Rebels are the best looking Rebels team that I've seen in the last 20 years. Dante, are they going to make a bowl game this year? That's my hope. I'm actually, I'm actually going to hope that they make a bowl game this year. Um... 
Where did Marcus Arroyo come from? Oregon. Right there. Right behind you. A little right Oregon down there. Right? Yes. All right. So, when you bring somebody from that type of college football realm, like, mm-hmm. come on, it, it's Oregon, okay? They've done good. They've done bad. They know how to put up points. That's number one. So, you bring him to UNLV, whole different, everything changes. Okay? Culture shock. Everything changes. Now, did I feel that um, it should have happened the way it happened? I felt like it should have happened before. Okay? Before they only won four games. I felt like it should have been before that, okay? Marcus Arroyo has the UNLV Rebels playing amazing football. All right? A lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, they didn't really play anybody. Like, their wins don't really count. First of all, Northern Texas is actually really good. If you watch, if you keep up with college football, Northern Texas is good. Right. Utah Aggies, yeah, it's Utah Aggies, but that's still a good team, still a good program. When they lost to Cal by seven points, I'm intrigued. I'm listening now. Right. Because if you can't put enough respect on who Cal Berkeley is as a college football team, you have no idea what UNLV could do. Right. And it's uh, here's the thing, too. You could say they play nobody. Points are points. Regardless. And they put up a lot of fucking points. The one game that I'm ready to see that will really test UNLV is the Notre Dame game. Oh, yeah. Okay. They play and Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is not what people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Nope. Finding themselves, I think it's like that's one of those college football games where you see the spread like Notre Dame will probably be like 16 point favorites. And you're like, I think the Rebels might win outright. Like, I think that could happen. I don't, hmm. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's probably going to be an upset, too. I feel like It'll be interesting to see how big of a difference they make it. Because I think UNLV is good enough to only be a 10-point, like, underdog. Like, I think UNLV will keep a game close. I think they can. But will, but will, will the NCAA, like... The people who do the the sports, uh, Bet it, like set the lines. Yeah, set the lines. Do you think that they're going to have UNLV that close to Notre Dame? I think, especially if, after here's okay. The way they so, just played New Mexico. So UNLV gets to play my brother next week. UNLV plays San Jose State, and San Jose State almost beat Auburn at Auburn. San Jose State has crushed, or like they they did, they crushed Wyoming. And then they crushed Western Western Michigan. So it's like this upcoming week is definitely to see who's the best team in the Mountain West. Yeah. If they take if UNLV takes care of business, and I think it'll be a close game. But if UNLV like wins convincingly, I think that this this is a game because San Jose State's defense is fucking tough. And I know you probably haven't seen any San Jose State games, but boy, oh boy, they had they're just watch their D line once they play the Rebels this week. Like Brumfield's gonna be running like a motherfucker. I I just want to see how how the game's gonna unfold, um, because man, it's it's just been crazy to see how good the Rebels have actually turned out. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, people weren't expecting it. 
weren't expecting it. Um, when I was covering them a few years ago, well, quite a quite a long time. I mean, yeah, I'm like two years removed from college. So, um, Sanchez actually had that them teams. I mean, they couldn't win, but they could play good. They had players. I think it was like a heart thing. Like, they had. They had. We they had, had a players. little more like heart, but. Arroyo has players. Like, Arroyo has dudes now. You know if he has size. I, they have more playmakers than Mar- yes. than, than Sanchez has had previously. For sure. I mean, Sanchez was always run game. Mm-hmm. He had Lex. He had Charles. He right. had Amani Rogers, um, who was now with the, the Commanders. Right, as right. As a tight end. Yep. Um, he's had Gabe McCoy. He's had... Um, a lot more players. In he had Tao for a little bit. Tao Lutulele played a little bit in the yeah, in the league, but it's it's. Well, what I'm saying is right no now, good, no stud receivers. And I think that's what they were missing. Like no stud receivers. Like I and I, I was just watching year in and year out. Like Darren Woods was supposed to be the guy for for one of the years. Then Makai was pretty good. Yeah, uh, Makai. Um, but. There was nobody that was like, this dude's going to get 10 receptions and 100 yards. And I think they were kind of unfocused as a receiver group. You look at this receiver group now, they have height, they're focused, they're ready to go. The run game is still, the run game is powerful um, this time around. The defense is playing freely a lot more better. Um, But for them to have a quarterback... I mean, Imani Rogers could do arms and legs. He can carry a team arm and legs. I think Brumfield's a little better. This is crazy. The passes that I've seen have been passes that you'll see in the NFL from a Patrick Mahomes, a Aaron Rodgers, a Tom. On the Brady. run, flipping on the, the hips. Run, on the run, straight to the corner. How high do I want to throw this? Because you have tall receivers now. Right. So how high do I want to throw this ball? Is it going to be there on time? And I've seen it a multiple times, game in, game out, and – my thing is, I can't fully put my foot on that pedal with UNLV until I see more games than I, I got to see them above five hundred. Okay, that's I feel one. it. Give me five, six games, W's. I'm a believer. Full on, like. full on believer. Four wins. Okay, you're kind of just the same way as the previous teams right you can plateau here like if you're not careful you can slide and lose like slide. four in a row you know and you know UNLV was, has always been known for upsets mm-hmm. Howard Howard coming down to UNLV and just, just beating UNLV biggest that's the underdog biggest in upset. history yeah biggest upset in history uh I I think it's hopeful for them I really do think they'll make I want San Jose State and UNLV to make a bowl game. Obviously, I want my brother to fucking experience (laughs) that. But, um, Dante, it's been amazing covering everything so far, pretty much from NFL Week 3, College Week 5. Please let the people know where they can follow you and find some of your content because you are still reporting out here. You're doing the fucking thing. Well, I'm not even a reporter no more, and that's the thing. You're sitting in the chair right now. You're reporting. Yeah, I mean, I report sitting and watching games. There we go. Um, so where can they follow you? You can always follow me on Instagram at Duna for Real. Uh, D-U-N-A, the number four, R-E-A-L. Okay. Um, what I do post is my pictures, my photography pictures. You'll catch me 
Yeah, I mean, recently I just did the championship parade. Um, I've I've always done the the Aces games. Um, Aviators, I mean, their season kind of just ended, and I've been kind of busy, so you haven't really been seeing me at those games. But uh, we got some new things kicking off here soon. I'm trying my hardest, man, my hardest to uh, get to the Raiders games and see what I could do. Um, they if they let me in, they let me in. If they don't, they don't. It's okay. We're gonna keep it going. Let's keep this um, the positivity though. I think you're there. Yeah, but that's where you can find most of the content that I do. Beautiful. Um, if you guys ever want to see like written content, then you would go into our website, Talk That Talk Media, um, and that's where our written written content is at. Perfect. So all right. Well, Dante, I have greatly appreciated you coming on. I'm going to have you on again. This was too good. Hey, man, you got to always bring me, man. This is this is what the people need, man. We'll have a, something a whole lot, a whole lot different, you know, because this is there's, great. There's, I, I've, I've enjoyed this. I love it. All right, partner. Gridiron Junkies fans, thank you again for getting us up to 1,000 subs. I am so fucking blown away. I cannot even believe it. One popular short, and then I'm there. And so now we're going to keep on pumping this content out. The football season is just getting started. If you like Gridiron Junkies, follow Gridiron Junkies on Instagram and TikTok. If you like me, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Mr. George Carmona. I will see you guys Probably on Thursday, we're going to cover some more high school football and the college week upcoming. Later.